Today, we will continue looking at fight, fight, and we are in chapter six, more like part six of fight, um, fight part six. Last week, we looked at allies, you know and the significance of allies, how to um, identify vulnerabilities and how to plug vulnerabilities with the relationships God has given us in our allies, you know, and how to seek new allies, form a um, new relationship while strengthening existing um, relationship and allies. Today, we're going to be looking at um, an aspect of fights that is not... Um, that is slightly correlated to to distraction, but it's it's really not necessarily distraction. But it is it is like I said, highly correlated to distraction. And today we are going to be looking at stay on course, stay on course, stay on course, course C A U S E. We are not we are not talking about cause C O U R S E. Stay on cause, even though they can be used interchangeably. But in this case, we we are looking at stay on cause, stay on cause. Um, and at this point, that I would say something like, if you have a neighbor, tell them stay on cause. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> tell them stay on course, you know. <laughs> stay on course, stay on course, stay on course. Um, so we we open with the question, uh, our opener, which is, have you been involved? Have you been involved? in a project or a mission and after a while you are wondering what are we doing you know it's like you've lost sight of why you are where you are and why you are even involved in what you are involved in yeah like what are we doing here you've lost sight as that, as that happened to you i mean um, that should have because if you've lived long enough you know, you get a time that you're like, okay, okay, now, what, what am I doing here? Or, or why am I here? Why am I with this group of people? Why, why am I? Even sometimes, you know, uh, why am I following Jesus? <laughs> you know, and we, we lose sight of the cause. When we lose sight of the cause, the reason that for our being, for our engagement, we we question when we lose sight of 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 the cause, we 
begin to wonder, we begin to drift, we begin to, you know, sway as it were. But today I'm praying in the name of Jesus that God will keep our eyes back on the course, back on, on the course in the name of Jesus. And many times, one of the, the, the illusions of the, 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 um, yeah, the illusion of life is that because of progress made, we tend to think that victory has been achieved just because progress is made. Now, we shouldn't confuse progress made with victory achieved. I mean, that is, that, that's big. We should not confuse progress made with victory achieved. When we are making progress, we should, I mean, and even in the um, current pandemic situation, when, when a group of people are making progress against a pandemic or against the virus, you know, if we conf- confuse progress with victory, you know, uh, we'll be asking for trouble. We ask for trouble. And when we make progress, as good as progress is, as amazing as progress is, progress sometimes takes our eyes off the course. Progress takes our eyes off the course. Progress takes our eyes off the reason. So, and we let our guards down. And when that happens, we are asking for trouble. We are asking for trouble. We are asking for trouble. You come to church. You are trusting God, let's say, for breakthrough. <laughs> let's just put it like that. You know, to be better in life, financially. Now, you serve God, you apply His principles, boom, things begin to happen. Then you begin to dress well. Then you change your car. Then you change your dressing. Then in the morning, you begin to check yourself out, you know, selfie. You can't go to church now if, you know, the bag is not a particular shade of wine, you know, and, and it goes with, you know, you know, and that the progress has now become a problem for the cause. So because of the progress, you are losing sight of the cause. You are losing sight of the cause. And that sometimes is a problem, a huge problem, okay? The scripture that we will read in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 11, 1 Kings 20, 11, says to us, a warrior still dressing for battle should not boast like a warrior who has already won. A warrior still dressing for battle should not boast like a warrior who has already won. Many of us, the progress we have made is just the dressing. And because the dress, our attires are good, and you know, we begin to do yanga, we begin to do shakara, we begin to dengue, you know, as they call it. We begin to, <laughs> we, we say, oh, we are slain, oh, you know. And, you know, we should realize that from scripture, it's clear. A warrior still dressing for battle should not boast like a warrior that has already won. And this is a statement made by Ahab um, to 
to the king of Syria when the king of Syria came and threatened Ahab, threatened Samaria. Samaria considered, if I considered crazy things, I mean, if time allows us, we'll, we'll talk about those crazy things Samaria considered. It just didn't make sense. But the king of Syria, like, like an example of, of how the enemy operates, will never, will never be satisfied. You cannot satisfy the devil by conceding ground. You can't. The only language he, he understands is force. You can't concede. No, you cannot. You cannot say, okay, let's concede a little bit. If you read the whole story, First Kings 20, I mean, beautiful story, but when, when, when we are done, read it. But the key lesson that the king of Samaria is bringing out here for us is that a warrior that is still dressing for battle should not boast like a warrior who has already won. And that is where we are as, as believers, technically, which is in Christ, the truth is we are more than conquerors. So if we stay in Christ, we operate in Christ, we operate in all that he has released for us, we begin to see that we actually already won. So when a fighter loses sight of the cost, it creates problems. It creates problems. When a, when a fighter, when a warrior loses sight of the cost, the fighter is exposed to the two main things, which we'll look at many other things, but again, you know, for time, we'll streamline it to two. And that is the first is that a fighter who loses sight of his course becomes a target. A fighter that loses sight of his course actually becomes a target, becomes a, a sitting target. Such a fighter becomes a sitting target. Now, again, I want us to do this, I mean, um, pretty um, um, seamlessly. So, if you, as, as the teaching is going on, if you have a question, note it down. And when we are done, I'm going to ask for questions. You can now send in your questions so, so that everything comes in almost at the same time and we can take the questions before our one hour, you know, <laughs> band, we run out of that, that um, segment. Okay, so a fighter who loses sight of his cause becomes a target. Becomes a target. Because he is not going to be well positioned for victory. And because he's not positioned for victory, he becomes a sitting target for the enemy. I pray that you will not become a sitting target for the enemy in the name of Jesus. I pray that as you are armed in Christ, 
you are you and I are positionally from a place of a fighter that has won, we will not begin to think and operate like fighters that are just getting dressed and they are armed yet they've lost sight of the cause. There's an amazing group of people in scripture that um, the Bible talks about and, and, and we, we see them in Psalm 78 verse 9 the children of Ephraim the, the, the word of God says that the fighters of Ephraim the warriors of Ephraim though they were fully armed they were dressed up for battle they were dressed with their regalias they were armed for battle yet they turned their back and fled in the day of war <laughs> why? because they lost sight they lost, they lost sight they lost sight of the cause they lost sight of the cause they lost sight of the cause so when a fighter loses sight of the cause it becomes a target because when a fighter turns his back on the enemy the only thing the enemy can do is shoot at the back, the target don't lose sight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we are going to come out of this pandemic don't lose sight it is not over the it's going to be over, we pray, but it is not over. Don't let your guards down. The battle is still on. The fight is still on. The fight is still on. And it's still real. And with a lot of people that are still suffering. The fight is still on. So, so the first thing that happens to a fighter that loses sight of the cause is that the fighter becomes a target. Becomes a target. And, and obviously, if you check, I mean, like it is popularly said, the, the armor, the, the armor of God in scriptures does not cover the back. The armor covers the front. Nothing protects the back. So, we are not to turn our backs. No, we are not to turn our backs. When a fighter loses sight of the cause, the fighter becomes, becomes the target. The children of Ephraim, the warriors of Ephraim, though they were armed, they were dressed, turned their back and fled in the day of battle. The fighter that is dressed for battle should not rejoice like the fighter that has already won the battle. So the first thing is the warrior, the fighter, becomes a target. The second thing, and this is huge, is that when a fighter loses sight of his course, that fighter actually becomes 
abusive. That fighter becomes abusive. That fighter becomes abusive. The fighter that loses sight of his cause becomes abusive. The fighter dressed up, armed, strong, loses sight of his cause, will abuse the strength, will abuse the, the power, We abuse the... That is why a lot of men that lose sight of their cause, they're abusive to their wives, they're abusive to their children. And if, when a man has strength, of course, men are strong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a reason the scriptures call ladies the weaker vessel. <laughs> you know, but doesn't say the man is a stronger vessel. But if one is weaker, that means one is stronger. And if you have strength without a cause, you turn to people that are around you. You begin to fight your team. You begin to fight the people that you are supposed to be linking hands together. And that is abuse. So a lot of women are, are suffering heavily under verbal abuse. You have a warrior in your house that has lost sight of his cause and has turned to abusing the people around them. And that is absolutely unacceptable. So many times we try to, you know, cajole the, the fighter. We try to, all we need to do is realign the fighter to a cause. That power is for something. The guy is confused. That is why he's turning on his wife. He's turning on his, on his children. And, and, and you know, I, I dare say that sometimes it's, it's even physical abuse. We have pretty ladies beating up black and blue by an insecure man that is dressed for battle but has lost sight of his cause. A fighter who loses sight of his cause will become abusive. Same thing. Not only men, some women. Sometimes it's the other way around. They become abusive. Realign with the cause. If you, last week we explained about our common cause, you know, the Great Commission, the Great Commandment. Realign yourself. Realign yourself with the cause. There was a fighter, King, Saul, who lost sight of his cause and turned at his son, basically, because David was like his son. He was his son's friend. says, in 1 Samuel 19, 15, 1 Samuel 19, 15, we see that then Saul sent men back to see David and told them, bring him up to me in his bed so that I may kill him. I mean, how did he become that bad? How did he become that bad? Because the fighter has lost sight of his cause. He's seen everybody else as a threat. When a fighter loses sight of his cause, even when the gate man comes into his house, he's suspecting the gate man, is he sleeping with his wife? Or the other, round, the other way around, when a fighter loses sight of his cause, 
when a young lady brings a file for your husband, you're wondering, oh, does she like my husband? Oh, no, she doesn't. She has a life. <laughs> Praise God. And when that is not realigned and refocused, it, it becomes abusive because you, you are filled with a lot of energy, you are filled with a lot of zest, and you are applying it in the wrong way. Saul wanted to kill David, David in his bed. Why? What has he done? Saul was a fighter that has lost sight of his cause. He lost sight of his cause. God told him A, did B. He lost sight of his cause. He lost sight of his cause. So those are the two main, those are the two main things that we see that when a fighter loses sight of his cause, the fighter, number one, becomes a target. Number two, the fighter becomes abusive when a fighter loses sight of his cause. But what happens, you know, what happens when a fighter stays on course? When a fighter stays on his course, what happens when a fighter stays on course? When a fighter stays on course, on his course, it becomes filled with passion. When a fighter stays on course, it becomes filled with passion. The fighter becomes filled with passion. <laughs> when a fighter stays on his course, is filled with life, is filled with passion, is filled with zest, is filled. And it's unbelievable what is achievable when you're filled with passion. When you're filled with passion, what is achievable is unbelievable. When you're filled with passion, you have no negative energy. When you're filled with passion, you have no, no, no guile. You have no bile. You have no, no, no jealousy. You, know? you have no witchy. You, know? <laughs> you have no... Uh, you know... You are just on fire. You know? You are just on fire. When a fighter stays on course, he's filled with passion, he's filled with fire, he's lit. You know, and if you, if you, a lot of people have said, oh, well, okay, how do I become so, how do, I, how, do, how do they become consistent? How do they become so fired up? How do they become lit? How do they become always on point, always revving of all cylinders? How come they don't get tired? You know, how, how can they not get tired? One major reason, stay on course. Stay on course. Everything will try and pull you away. But stay on course. When a fighter stays on course, he has no time for malice. When a fighter stays on course, he has no time. He just doesn't have time. For all the... Um, 
the negative things. When a fighter stays on course, you know, Jesus coming to the temple and seeing the people trading. Jesus says in the word of God says in in John two sixteen to seventeen, John chapter two verses sixteen to seventeen. Um, how dare you turn my father's house into a market? You see, those were people that were have lost course. They've gone off course. And they don't know why they are come to church anymore. They don't know why they fellowship anymore. So it's now about the buying, the selling, the all what not. And his disciples remember that it is written, the passion for your house, the zeal for your house has consumed me. The zeal for your house has consumed me. The passion for your house has consumed me. That was Jesus. That was Jesus. The zeal for God's house consumed him. So stay on course. Stay on course. Again, if you have a neighbor, tell them to stay on course. <laughs> if, yeah, just, just tell them, stay on course. Face front, that is. <laughs> stay on course, stay on course, stay on course, stay on course, stay on course. Now, something happens when people stay on course. They are more productive, they are full of joy, they are full of life, they... Other people want to be around them. Other people, I mean, the reason a lot of people don't have friends is because whenever you get into their presence, they are full of bile, they are full of uh, negativity. They always have somebody to, to gossip about. You are wondering when it's going to be your turn. <laughs> they always have somebody else to, to talk back about. Stay on course. Stay on course because, number one, stay on course because. You have a people to protect. Stay on course because there are people depending on you. Stay on course because their destiny is tied to you. Stay on course. Stay on course because there are a whole lot of realities around that are waiting on you to manifest and, and, and be delivered. Stay on course. Because you have people to protect. Like um, the scripture we um, started out with in the, at this series. Very powerful scripture we started out with at this series. And um, the scripture says that in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14. It says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers fight for your sons fight for your daughters fight for your wives fight for your husbands fight for your own stay on course because there are people to protect stay on course because there are destinies that are intertwined with yours. They are sons to fight for. 
There are brothers to fight for. There are daughters to fight for. There are sisters to fight for. Stay on course. There are wives to, start to fight for. There are husbands to, to fight for. Stay on, on course. Second Samuel. Second Samuel 10. Second Samuel 10. 12. Says, Be strong. Second Samuel 10, 12. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. So number two, you stay on course not only because you have the people to protect, you stay on course because you have a kingdom to advance. Stay on course because you have a kingdom to advance. Stay on course because you have a kingdom to advance. You don't have, only have the people to protect, you have a kingdom to advance. Matthew eleven, twelve says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold on it. The kingdom of God advances how? Forcefully. Stay on course because you have a kingdom to advance. You have a kingdom to advance. You have a kingdom to advance. You are the hands, the legs of Jesus. You are the body of Christ. We together are the body of Christ on earth. We have a kingdom to advance. We have a mission to fulfill. Stay on course. Stay on course. Why? The kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. And forceful men take hold on it. It's only forceful, intense. You know, another translation would say intense zeal, ardent zeal, and intense exertion. That the kingdom of God is pressing forward with ardent zeal and intense exertion. Intense exertion. Everybody else may want to take a break, but you have a kingdom to advance. Everybody else may want to sit down across their leg, but you have a kingdom to advance. Everybody else may want to make a name for themselves, but you have a kingdom to advance. Everybody else want to see how they can make some money into their pocket for themselves, but you have a kingdom to advance. And as you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he promises that all these things that everybody else is running after will be added unto you. That's so beautiful. A lot of people are only in ministry, in teaching, in preaching, even prophesying, because of the economic reasons, what they can get for themselves. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not preaching down anybody, but it's just so sad to see. A lot of people are doing things today. How to milk, how to get money, how to monetize it. How, no, it cannot be about that. You have a kingdom to advance. You have a kingdom to advance. And when you advance that kingdom, the king has promised 
Oh, yes, he has. Promised that every other thing that all these people are running after will be added to you. To be added to you. Don't, don't copy bad things. Don't copy bad things. No, 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 don't. You know, I was, a friend of mine here in the U.S. has like a university for pastors, you know, like hundreds of pastors, you know, that he, he trains. And he's asked me to come and be on his faculty, to come and um, help train pastors. So he asked me to choose, do I want to train on apostleship or pastry? I said, ah, anyone who, I'm just a small boy, anyone. <laughs> anyway, long story short, we agreed on, on, on the area I would, I would be teaching on, I mean, in, in like an academy, like a university. You know, for I mean, hundreds and hundreds of pastors, you know, and the issue of money cannot come in. You know, I know some people that once they ask them to do that kind of the next thing, I'm sending my bill. When is the kingdom? You cannot be driven by profit, you can't. So, Pastor, are you going to are you going to go and speak for two hundred dollars? But they paid to be in the university. Yes, you are going to go and speak without already securing a contract that that has you know some big bottom line. Yes, I will. What if they don't give you anything? Glory be to Jesus. My food, my source is from Him. But you see, they probably will. I let it be something from their heart, not that. I am bargaining. Oh, you know, this is my, these are my charges. Charges for what? For what? For what? What do I have that I was not given? What? For what? Really? We have a kingdom to advance. I, I, I'm just praying that people will get this. Finances and resources will never be a problem. Will never be a problem. It can never be a problem. It can't. God will take care of us. Say, but Pastor, what if they cheat you? What is cheating? What is cheating? Can God, can God be cheated? Can God be cheated? Is it possible for God to be cheated? Praise God. You know, David had a man. His name was Eleazar, the son of Dodo. Have you heard of Eleazar, the son of Dodo? Eleazar, the son of Dodo. He went to battle. David sent him on an assignment. The whole of Israel Turned back in battle. Eleazar, the son of Dodo. <laughs> Say, we die here. We die here. That is the kingdom mentality. You know, the, the guy is like, here, you go die. We are not moving. You know, and every time I read about him, 
Eliezer, the son of Dodo. It says, Then the men of Israel retreated. The men of Israel went back. But Eliezer, the son of Dodo, stood his ground. I pray that you will stand your ground for Christ in the name of Jesus. And struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and his hand froze on this froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. One man stood, took care of a whole nation until his sword was glued to his hand. See loyalty. Loyal to death. When the battle was over, they had to be removing his hand from the, from the sword. They had to be removing his hand from the sword. As they are removing the hand, the hand is like, no, 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 no. I need to grab it. They are removing his hand from the sword. Some people, when they hear, boom, they've thrown away this. <laughs> when they hear, it's like this. Boom, like this. They will throw away the sword. They are, they are, eh? They are running. But no. That is not you. That is not you. That is not you. You have a kingdom to advance. You have a kingdom to advance. Ah. A time, a time, a time. Okay, so we said we'll do it in one hour. Yeah, we're doing very well for time. So I want to learn this. I want to learn this. I'm, 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 I'm learning this. Please read that first um, Kings 20. It's a beautiful story in First Kings 20. You know, after... <laughs> Uh, he had, had dealt with Ben Haddad based on the prophetic word and prophetic direction that God gave. The enemy is you know, the enemy is always confused. The enemy said this. <laughs> they advised his advisors, they advised him, and they said, after their defeat. Ben Adad's officers said to him, The Israelites' gods are gods of the hill. Their god their God is in heaven. You can only walk on the mountain. You can only win on the mountain. <laughs> that is why they won. But let's bring them to the valley, to the plains. We can beat them easily on the plains. Then the man of God went to the king of Israel and said, this is what the Lord says. The Arameans have said, the Lord is a God of the mountains, of the hills, and not of the plains. So I will defeat this vast army for you. Then you will know that I am the God of the mountain and I am the God of the plain. God of the mountain. Is the God in the valley when things go wrong as the sometime will? God of the noontime is the God in the evening. God of the day is the God in the night. So we serve a God that is is an all-rounder. Go to the mountain, he did there. Come to the valley, Boku, full ground. Go in the rock, is there. And that is why we are confident that in the name of Jesus, the church will triumph. 
God's people will triumph this season over this pandemic because it's not just a God of when things are good, even when things appear bad in the valleys. It's not just on the mountaintop experience when things are fantastic, but when things are in the valley, God is God and God is King. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we draw the curtain there right now. <laughs> and um, and we're going to pray. If you have a question, if you have a question, please, this is the time to start typing your questions. Please type your questions now um, um, real quick. Type your questions real quick. Um, praise God. Um, type your questions real quick. And, but I want us to, I want us to pray. And while the, the questions have been typed, I want you to say to the Lord, Father, help me in the name of Jesus to keep my eyes on the course. Help me to keep my eyes on the course. Help me to keep my eyes on the course. Help me to keep my eyes on the course. Help me to keep my eyes on the course. In the mighty name of Jesus. That I will not be a sitting target. That I will not be abusive. Because I have people to protect. And Father, I have a kingdom to expand. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh.